is not getting their own Disney Plus Star Wars series? That should be the question at this point, right? I'm not. <laughs> They're not. Actually, I heard a rumor you are. Yeah, I am. Not, I am. That's weird that you're. She not. is. I am. Well, that's that was part of it. It was it was all three of us. I heard. <laughs> I heard they are. Yeah. Pointing at the, the pointing at the resistance. What what's going on, everybody? It's the resistance broadcast. It is. Uh, it's pandemonium. It's insane. Uh, everybody's <laughs> getting their own Disney Plus series. Um, it's like Oprah. We're, we're gonna get, get yeah. Uh, we're gonna get into it uh, a little bit uh, later here. But um, I'm John. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's our new show, so we're gonna tackle the latest in Star Wars news and, of course, rumors just like those. Uh, James and Lacey are with me uh, as always, of course. Um, so uh, what's going on with you guys these days? We got uh, October, so we're we're heating up uh, heating up the other base, which is. Breaking the we have two wall. bases. Is the it a same, rental home? It's the same Beach base. House? It's the same base <laughs> until we um, we're not there yet to have a second base for the Mando fan show. It's the same base, but it's a little different in terms of is its it a vibe. Rental Airbnb. What does it look we just like? Turn the, we turn the camera the other way. Yeah. Some. Well, we got to get the ambient lightings uh, that we've been talking about, right? <laughs> the purple toned or whatever. Um, but you guys ready for? Uh, it's October, so it's Mando season, which means it's Mando fan show season. Like we're doing some planning behind the scenes. We don't want to get too much give too much away right now. But you guys getting pumped uh, about that? Yeah, I feel like because for me, the switch for some reason because it's it means nothing. But when the calendar hit through October, it it hit the spark in my head that it's here. It is now. It's coming this month. Here we go. I don't know if well, you guys you're are the there. host. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James? For, yeah. He's like looking well, off into, he's like, it's October? Oh my God. No, I, I was the trying to think. Push I, just in. I was trying to think about like, for me, like I'm, I'm a little bit, because I like Halloween, I'm a little bit more okay with like, as soon as it hits October, that's Halloween month. Yeah. But I, I don't really like that November is like all Thanksgiving. I'm like, yeah, okay. But I can kind of understand it. But a lot of times, too, that isn't even the case. It December or I'm sorry, Christmas creeps into November, too. So it's like as soon as November hits, like as Halloween is done, people go, it's Christmas season. And it just turns into that whole like two month period. Um, and then there's that big long the the open debate about like how many weeks before Christmas is Christmas music allowed. I feel like people start that you know? now. It's great. Every year. It gets... You think it goes all the way back to October? Lacey's already got her tree up. Oh no! You already. Oh, oh. <laughs> just kidding. No. how would I know that? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Imagine no, if I, I did. I, I was I like, think if, how if did you anything, know? It be. October <laughs> is. Yeah, October is all Halloween. November is all Thanksgiving, yeah. and and December is all Christmas. If anything, and I'm not even. Locked um, on that, countdown but. to Christmas on Hallmark Channel starts right after Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. How many dumb like, movies can the they 12 play? 12 months of Christmas. <laughs> it starts like in January. I'm like, oh my God. They have all the different seasons. They have Countdown to Christmas. They have uh, Winterfest, Spring, like Fall and Spring, no, Spring Love, and then Summer Weddings, and then Christmas in July. And like how many movies has Lacey Chabert done for them to fill those time slots? She's got to get a yearly salary. I think she has a contract with them that they're like, hey, you got to do five a year. I have a friend a party who is a in for her. I hate you. <laughs> She's, such a She's on that show. I know. Uh, <laughs> Can you stop? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. 
Um, I'm super excited. I, I I am very, very excited for Mando, and I'm really, more than that, which is really kind of funny, is yeah. I love the hype of getting excited for it, like yeah. the energy that you feel leaving, mm-hmm. like getting there. Now, are you um, preparing yourself to give more conservative grades this year on the Pedro Pascal face scale? <laughs> you know I'm going in like, it was an 11, Episode guys. one's a 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, the dunk contest in the NBA. It's always 10, 10, 10. Um, all right. But speaking of, you know, <laughs> holidays and gifts and stuff, we do have to announce the giveaway winners for our jewelrybrands.shop giveaway. Um, can't say enough about jewelry brands. Uh, they've been an awesome partner with us because um, they're offering us 10% off to all of our listeners. So if you ever go to jewelrybrands.shop and check out their Star Wars stuff, their Marvel stuff, DC stuff, they have all the nerd stuff you want. Mm-hmm. Um, more things that you can imagine. So just go to the site and check it out, first of all. And then if you want to pick something up, Go to checkout and just type in TRB and you get 10% off. Um, But we did run a couple of giveaways, one on Twitter and one on Instagram. So we're going to do our giveaway announcements right now. All you had to do to win uh, Han's dice, which I have Han's dice here, but I don't have them on a keychain. Yeah, it's a keychain. Han's dice on a keychain. You just had to follow us and retweet our tweet on Twitter. Uh, And the winner of that is... Joe Schaefer at Bane Bane of the Sith 90. So he's pumped for two reasons. One, he just won that. And one, Darth Bane's apparently going to be in every new movie and TV show and Star Wars coming up. So (laughs) Um, congrats, Joe. We will uh, send you a message uh, to get your info and get uh, that sent out to you. And now I don't don't know how cool your car is, but it's going to be a lot cooler when you got that keychain. Or your house key or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, true. Yeah, it could be any key. It could be your work locker key. Who knows what you did with your keychains? No, work but, locker keys are not allowed. Oh, <laughs> damn. Sorry, Joe. Um, um, all right. Uh, Instagram winner. Who do we got? So Instagram, you had to like the photo, follow us, or not like it. Follow us, follow Jewelry Brands, comment why you liked Solo Star Wars Story, which, guys, if you have a chance, I know it's going to sound super lame, but if we when we do these contests, read the comments. It makes you feel really good about why people love things. <laughs> like, I really love reading through them. Uh, our winner for the dice for Instagram is Christopher Lee at Mr. Chris hey. Lee 24 Congrats, you won. Uh, Congrats. So we'll be getting those out to you soon. Nice. Um, good job. All right. Um, by the way, before we get going, have you guys see the uh, the new Mando poster that came out with the child uh, and the, the... All, the baby in the satchel? Yeah. Yeah. I like mine better than the, the new one. Yeah. The first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two months from now, he's going to be like, I like mine better. He's going to po- still be talking about that poster. I posted missed opportunity that they didn't put goggles on Baby Yoda and then someone... I saw that and I, w- I completely agree with you. They should have put goggles and on. And someone did it. Uh, AT-AT chat, I think, or somebody... Yeah, I think that's who did. And then he put him on and he's like, there you that go. That would have been so good. Yeah. Um, all right, James, resistance report. Let's uh, let's tackle this stuff. It's the resistance. Well, John, there's not a whole lot to say here, just other than the fact that um, the way you started the episode, which was everybody's getting a show, it's just we have more more rumors that more characters are going to be coming to live action. And that includes, um, you know, recent, uh, recent things about Alden coming back as Han and, and multiple different variations and versions and other things like that. Um, more recently there was a, a Darth Bane, 
uh, rumor that was going around, and also a Mace Windu uh, one going about getting a specific prequel series, and that, of course, obviously Sam Jackson would be returning to that character. Don't worry, 20, 20 years older or so, but he would be um, somehow younger, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess this is just, this is a, a, an ongoing thing where just more names to add to the list of possibilities. Yeah. I, we don't know if like, is this, is this information getting leaked on purpose to figure out who the leakers are or what is, what is happening? But, uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with you on this one. Like where, where are we at and what are we doing? What are your thoughts on, um, all these different characters, um, and that's not to mention all the other ones that we've heard. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but you can get into that too. But what's up? What do you think? Who? Mr. Big Soul oh, 2 happened. Oh. Let's go. Alden's the yeah. first story. No, well, um, so these all came from <laughs> uh, Daniel Richman, who mm-hmm. is known for um, nailing some Narvel. Uh, Narvel. Narvel. <laughs> the Marvel scoops in his day. Isn't that a Garfield character? Or Orville or Narvel? Narwhal. All I think about yeah. is the narwhal and Elf, who's like, "Bye, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'll be hey, fine. Buddy. You're dead." <laughs> um, no, he, yeah, he. I know he's gotten some Marvel stuff right in the past. Um, I'm not positive on his uh, Star Wars track record, but um, so I mean, just looking at this, like this is kind of like a impromptu like rumor review because I haven't done a rumor theory review in a while. But mm-hmm. um, the Mace Windu one, I, I don't buy. Um, I'm not saying he didn't hear this stuff. By the way, this is just I'm looking at these, and here's my take, like. Uh, a young Mace Windu show, and then and then Samuel Jackson's also going to be featured in it. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And then we also heard reports recently that he's doing a Nick Fury thing, and he's in his seventies now. Um, and I don't know, like, what it, what would it, I don't know if people want a young Mace Windu. Like Samuel L. Jackson, L. Jackson is so entrenched in what Mace Windu is that seeing a young Mace Windu, I don't think would work because you'd be trying to get somebody to live up to that to that persona and and that stature of a person, and I don't know if that works. Uh, I know Star Wars has done that with Han Solo, of course, but Han Solo is a bigger character to me. Mace Windu, I don't think so. I don't think people want that. But I don't know. So I don't think that one's true. Darth Bane, that can make sense because they already reintroduced him into canon, so it's possible that they can really push the envelope and say let's go even further back forget high republic let's take it way back when there's literally nobody that anybody knows who could show up and do some scary stuff and the the rule of two and all that so i could see that happening in some sense uh the alden thing obviously you know um i i actually reached out to him uh i dm'd him specifically about this one and i was like look you know i know you've been putting down all these stories what do you what are your what's your um confidence on your sourcing for this alden thing do you think is it just did you hear it's just him doing cameos in other shows are they bigger roles in other shows is he getting his own show and i you know said you know there's been other reports about him getting his own series and they're building it around that so there's all these things going around and he said uh i'm you know i'm confident in my source um it's him show um having roles in multiple shows and that they're not ruling out his own series. Um, and again, I you know wanted to reach out to him because we're talking about his rumors here, and I wanted to make sure I had his words. So we have to just it's go nice by that. He responded because I yeah, know sometimes people right. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm happy to you know clarify because some people will ghost you, and then you just have to say, look, they didn't get back to me, and that's, that's mm-hmm. the deal." Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think the more and more people are reporting on this, and you know, the makes all two happen movement really taking off and growing and more people liking solo. I think it makes sense for them to bring Alden back on the Disney plus format. We've talked about that. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going yes on Alden, uh, maybe on Bane, and no on Windu. Wow, man. I feel like that's the exact same for me. Lacey, what, what, what do you think? I was going to be totally lame and say, yeah, me too. Um, <sighs> yeah. Because it, it, all the things that you said, John, just make sense. Um, the Windu stuff would just be weird to me, especially because... Um, unfortunately, Samuel Jackson is much older than he was in the 90s, you know? Uh, It's just like a time thing. Um, With the Darth Bane stuff, it makes sense. You guys, we've been talking about villain problems. There is a really good villain for you out for the taken for other types of movies that have nothing to do with Palpatine and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. uh, that would be cool, especially because my understanding with the timeline, he it's during High Republic, right? No, that, like thousands of years before. Before that? Yeah. So like Old Republic? He he created the rule of two, so... No, I know that. I just I, didn't know in the timeline where that was. I'm I guess really my... Well, that's what I was getting to. I guess my thought process on when that probably would have happened would be like after a great war of some sort, either with yeah. like a civil war between the Sith or like a, a war between thinking. the Sith and the Jedi... And then, mm. like, when all that goes down, then he's like, that clearly doesn't work. So he starts this, like, new process. Got and it. I don't think that's anywhere near the High Republic. No, I think, yeah, I think the, it's like a, the Jedi a thousand been... years before it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a just clarifying. Got it. That. I think I got a little confused by the article because it did say a thousand years, but it said the way it was phrased was like a thousand years. He lived for a thousand years or something. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, uh, as for the Alden stuff, that's really great. And as we know, I feel like in the past few months, especially after Make Solo 2 Happen Day in May, it's like every week I either see a new article about how Solo's so great and they should do more, or it seems like every month we're getting an interview with Alden because he has that new show coming out, but they're leading with Solo. They're not leading with the new show that he's in. It's always like headline of like, would like to play Solo, you know, yeah. Han Solo again. Basis his character on Han Solo. It's always leading with that. Um, and I know that people always tag us in those articles, which we really appreciate because it's it's good to see. But I, I just think it's one of those things that it would be a huge win for fans uh, to just give us a couple episodes of Han Solo. Like, it's not hurting anybody by giving it to us. Yeah. Like, it's not saying like oh we're rewarding bad fans or anything like that like i think overall the majority of people would love to see it i would say probably 95 percent of star wars fans would love to see it and i think it would be one a, a super big win for fans of hey here's something we really feel passionate about we really want to see and then it, for it to happen kind of like clone wars like that would be so awesome for Disney slash Lucasfilm to make this happen. Um, so as I hear more and more about it, it it just makes no sense why they wouldn't. So I'm hoping that he gets his own series, but if it means we get him as kind of like the thread going through all these other series, that's cool to me too. Yeah. I don't know how that works with... Because he was under contract for three films. I don't know how they restructure They would probably that. redo a new contract. Yeah. And if that means, um, well, you know, we're, we're still going to get you on film for, you know, five hours and how we're going to use that is this way versus this way or something. But yeah, like, I would imagine it's a different contract because TV versus film is always usually a little different. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if they can restructure it so that they don't have to get him to agree to coming back. Maybe mm. it's like, look, we have you under contract. We're just going to restructure this. And this was a 
part of the clause here on page 50. Yeah, and I think like, ultimately he wants to come back. No, That's I know. Very, yeah, very he said clear. he would. He's constantly yeah. talking about it. So, yeah. guys, you yeah. have him. You have Jonas. Just come on. Yeah. What are you waiting for? And like, <laughs> like, like, who's in that meeting room, that creative room, where they're coming up uh, clearly all these ideas? Mm-hmm. Big whiteboard, yeah. That big empty, <laughs> that big empty whiteboard. <laughs> they're taking a step back. Um, there's always well, the one person that's like, so what about a solo series? And they're like, come on, I know, Gary, like Michelle Redwan's like, not? listen, I, I saw this guy, he had the sweatshirt on. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's like, who's turning down this? Han Solo and Chewbacca arrive at Jabba's palace. And they enter and they meet Jabba the pup, Jabba the puppet, Jabba the hut, and Jabba no, the Jabba the puppet. Jabba the puppet. They do meet Jabba and the puppet. all those characters, and we get to go back to that place that probably made everyone love Return of the Jedi as like their favorite. Like if you love Return of the Jedi, a lot of people go to that scene and that those scenes. Like we get a chance to revisit those characters again, and that kicks off this new adventure that Han can go on that we know. He went on and worked for uh, Jabba for a very long time, for like 10 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And then you could also intertwine him with the cartels and the Crimson Dawn and the and the Pikes the and all that war. stuff. Yeah. So I don't know who would turn that down. Um, they have to know better than to say the box office thing with Solo, because even like Alden said, like, it's a very successful movie. He's like, I don't know if I'll ever have a movie that makes $400 million again. It just happens to be a Star Wars movie. And... Um, you know, on a lower budget and stuff, that movie would have made um, a profit. So I don't know. There's a lot of things to look at that. And, you know, it's, again, one of those things that I keep mm-hmm. holding out hope for. Um, but it's definitely that one project where maybe unlike other rumors where I'm like, oh, cool. All right. They're going to do that. Cool. This one, I like I keep my guard up as much as I can because I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> you know, John's got that board, guys, mm-hmm. at his house with the red string that every time an article comes out, he adds it to yeah, the board. It's, it's off screen. It's right over there. Yeah. <laughs> So th- yeah, I w- I would say there's a couple things to this. No- number one, I mean, we we all kind of decided that the Alden one sort of makes sense. The um the Bane one is like I don't know possible, and then the Mace Windu is not possible or not probable, right? Um, and I think the the reason we kind of come to that is just just simply just straightforward. What what kind of makes sense? Like you could replace these three stories with any other characters, like um like replace Mace Windu with Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar Binks series in the works. It's like, oh, well, that's that's probably not likely or going to happen. You know, it just kind of for whatever reason, it just doesn't make sense. Um, it has nothing to do with what somebody heard or anything like that. It just kind of doesn't make sense. Well, has anybody has anybody reported on a Padme series yet? Because we could start that rumor right now. That's true. A um, young Padme series with um, Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Some like eight year old kid is Padme, and then uh, Natalie Portman could come in, and because uh, she loves the prequels so much, you know. I was gonna say the... Millie's aged out of an eight. Yeah, no, finally, thank God. That, she was really good um, in Nola Holmes. That fan casting though was just too much. <laughs> the Darth Bane story, um, just it 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 holds water because nobody knows anything. There's no connection to actors, no connection to time frame, no connection to anything. Um, that's, that's like them saying, uh, they're thinking about doing an old Republic show. It's like, Oh, okay, sure. There's, there's no, there's nothing we can pull on, um, like actors or anything who would or wouldn't return. And that's a big one against the window thing. Um, unless of course with the window thing, they were doing the whole, like what we thought about the Lando series, like it's actually played by the younger Lando, but the older Mace window is there to 
to navigate the story or something, you know? Yeah. The older uh, Lando was there to say, like, back in my day, I had a crazy thing. And then it, like, <laughs> dream sequences back to Donald Glover. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think that the, the crux of the story is all, all this Alden stuff. And as, um, as, as Daniel was saying uh, to you specifically, um, was that, you know, the idea is that they're going to try to weave him into other series and then, you know, the him getting his own is is not off the table. Um, you know, in in one sense that makes that makes uh a lot of sense to me. Um because I think they it it would seem likely that they're they're on the fence about making a whole new show and pushing really hard something that they they don't maybe aren't confident about because of the box office returns on on that particular uh, concept or character or whatever they did um especially when it was kind of like potentially contracted in like it was like hey i'm selling you star wars but you got to make that solo movie they're like okay it will do it um i think they're happy with what they came up with but you know it's always kind of like somebody else's idea and project maybe sitting on their shoulder so i i do kind of understand the hesitation a little bit but if they are happy with with alden and the solo and and, and all that and they wanted to bring him back i i think potentially instead of making that big investment it might get a little bit of a um a taste of putting him into these other series and just see how he works my fear though and see how fans react uh, and what the ratings are on those particular episodes and how people feel about it. My fear, though, is that um, what kind of makes sense in his time frame would be potentially the Cassian and potentially the Obi-Wan series. So are you going to feel flooded with Han Solo? He shows up in this show. He shows up in the other show. Now he gets his own show. And it's like, I just, I would say, I would say better to not put him in where he's coming in on these other shows and just give him the full-fledged show because I feel like while that's a little bit more of a risk I feel like the the payoff on that is people not getting sick of your character and then when the when the show comes out they're like we've already seen you know this younger Han Solo three times Mm-hmm. He had his own movie. He was in the Cassian show. He was in the Obi Wan show. I'm getting tired of. He's him. Not, now he gets his own show. He's not going to be in Cassian or Obi Wan. No, I, I I hear you, but what the the plan here is that the, to weave him into other things. So, you know, we joked off. Um, th- those are the only things confirmed. If we're talking about maybe all the other rumors and things, there has been the Crimson Dawn show that he would be potentially Lando. weaved in and out of. Um, the Lando show that he would be potentially weaved in and out of. Yeah. And, and that those again, make sense, but right now it's hard to speculate on, uh, on a rumor, which is reliant on other rumors. You know, it's just, sure. It gets really crazy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I don't know. It is what it is, right? Darth Ben, Darth Bane, maybe Mace Windu, probably not. And Holden, God, I hope so. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um D23 moved though. Um I did we did want to talk a little bit about this because uh it was it was upcoming but then they moved it to September of 2022, which is interesting because it is only 3 weeks after what has been confirmed or scheduled to be Star Wars Celebration 2022. 
So um, I, I'm going to go to Lacey on, on this, but to, to wrap your head around that, that's basically uh, two events <laughs> that we imagine would be annual things that, that they would spend the year prepping for and then execute now are going literally back to back and basically happening at the exact same time. Um, does that make sense for marketing or are we and planning or are we looking at more of a pushback on Star Wars Celebration um, to another year after that, um, which would in fact be just months before the movie, right? If they don't push that, that movie again, yeah. Because the movie's 2023 as of now, right? Yeah. So, Lacey, what do you think? What do you think of this story? So this isn't shocking. Um, This year has not been good for Disney. They're losing tons and tons and tons of money this year uh, because of the pandemic. They just laid out laid off twenty eight thousand people from the parks. That's and it's my understanding that you know your first my first assumption would be like okay you're closing the parks so then you're you must be saving money because you're everything's off. They have to keep the rides running daily, whether people are in the park or not, because of safety precautions and different types of things. Uh, I read online on Reddit from someone that works at Disney's. They have to keep the rides running so that everything is safe when they decide to open back up again. Um, so it's not surprising that they're pushing this back because, first of all, we don't know what it's going to look like next year. The hope is that everything will be better, but you can't really guess that right now and i mean things already this is probably the farthest event i've seen moved so far but we've seen a lot of events already that are uh january february march being moved to the following year to later in the year um the interesting thing about this guys is that it does put it as james said kind of right up against celebration now d23 is is run owned everything disney uh they control basically the whole event, whereas um, Star Wars Celebration is half owned by Disney, half owned by uh, Reed Pop, which is a company based out of Connecticut that does events. Um, so they're working in partnership with Lucasfilm and Disney to put on this event. So they've already pushed the event back to 2022. The movie's been pushed back to 2023. Guys, I'm going to probably guess that this event will probably also be moved to 2023 because when you're putting on an event like this, you want to make sure and most events, which this is happening in the same location, which is Anaheim, the only reason those two events are near each other is because they're both Disney. Oftentimes when you have an event like this, they have blocks, months, like two months ahead of time, two months after that you can't have similar events in the same location. Um, Mm -hmm. That's why you have... WonderCon much earlier in the year and you have other different comic cons at different times uh you know san diego comic-con probably blocks out that convention center for months from anything in that specific industry and genre because they don't want to cause brand confusion so that's the only go ahead they call it they call it market saturation which like if you think about uh, just just as another random example to prove that point is like back when i was in the band like we would think about that and we'd be like oh this band who sounds very similar to us is going to be there like a week before. So we don't want to go to that city because everybody will have gone to their concert and they won't have any money to come to our concert. So it's like the same thing. Right. So it, it, 
it basically cannibalizes ticket sales. And yeah, there's yep. obviously fans that are just Star Wars and their fans are just Disney, but there's a lot of crossover there, especially with Marvel fans and just pop culture fans <laughs> in general. So um, I sadly believe that they might not do it immediately, but they're going to move Star Wars Celebration to 2023. There's no way they're going to have those events right up against each other. It makes no sense, uh, both from a business perspective and also from kind of just like an entertainment perspective like a lot of these press outlets and companies and brands that work on both of these events can't afford to go back and forth to california two weeks two to three weeks apart Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of these companies that go to san diego comic-con and then go to d23 it usually would be enough time that they can then leave whatever they're bringing to the show in california so this would just be, I don't know, it's just too much. And I think that John is going to talk about it a little bit about how we've already kind of seen somewhat insiders discussing that, yeah, expect that to be the case. Yep. Yeah. So John, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I, I saw um, a former Lucasfilm employee who worked uh, the events and marketing for uh, for them um, in conjunction with celebration and all their cons, Daniel Kennedy was talking, he was giving his take on it. He doesn't work there anymore. So he's not, you know, he doesn't have to keep his lips shut, but he was just giving his honest opinion for fellow fans, which is nice of him to do. Um, it doesn't mean this is the case, but he's, I, he was inferring uh, kind of like what Lacey's saying. And it's logical that, um, he's saying on one hand, he could see them keeping them there, but it would be weird. Cause then they're, they're going to clearly hold things, from reveals at Celebration and save them for D23, which will piss off a lot mm-hmm. of Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the money side of things, he said it might save some um, vendors money uh, by keeping it that close. But he said if he had to put money on it and they had to move one of them, it would 100% be Celebration because Disney's not uprooting everything, whereas you can just move the one franchise thing. And that 2023 movie thing dangling out there, nail on the head, Lacey, like it just mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. If the movie was still 2022, then you're like, we got to keep it. But because they pushed the movie out, we're not sure why they really pushed the movie out. COVID is a nice excuse, I guess. I'm thinking they're still working on developing stuff. They Um, might have pushed the movie out because they already knew that this was going to happen. And it just so happened that the movie announcement came first. I don't don't think so. Because I think the movie is more of the important thing than a convention, a fan convention. Um, it's a billion dollar grossing film. So I think, I, I don't know that they would move a movie because of a fan convention, in my opinion. I think the studio doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. But do they move it a full year to 2023? Do they do spring 2023? Like, I don't know. But I mean, it's it's now it's just so far away. And I, I agree. I think you're right, Lacey. I, and I think Daniel Kennedy's right that it, if they are going to move one, it'd be celebration. And I don't see why they wouldn't move it. Um, because like we say, that movie's in 2023 now. So they're going to need to promote something big. They may not have enough in 2022 to promote the movie yet. So I'm and Disney s- will want to put everything at D23 because they have their yeah. stakeholders and everything else there. Why not put all We got to start cards. mentally preparing that we're not going to be together celebrating Star Wars. In well, if we go to D23, we can. Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> three, three years from now, I guess, which is kind of a bigger mm-hmm. bummer. But that is a bummer. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That we're it's going to be, wow. 
So yeah. four, well, you know, it almost seems normal when you say four years between celebrations or, or movies or whatever, you know, that let seems me put more it, normal, but it hasn't been normal since like 2015. Let me put it in this perspective. So the, the three of us together have been podcasting for two and a half years. So it's going to be more than double that when we celebrate Star Wars again. I'm going to be old. That's correct. <laughs> yeah let's not talk about that <laughs> yeah. I have to um, laugh it's all I have left at this point everything's yeah, been I mean, taken from me yeah, yeah it, it's it's weird because right now we are sitting on the fact that Star Wars Celebration is confirmed for 2022 but it it is weird because it was supposed to be 20 now it's 2022 and it's very likely that it would be 2023 because of that movie move um and that is probably what you would want anyway uh it is interesting to think that maybe they would move it to more of like the april rather than the fall uh version or whatever but which would put it right back on to the same track that all the movies have been on in the sense that like we'll get that first trailer of that 2023 movie uh in the spring hopefully a title before then then. i can't do that again (laughs) what is the title well yeah yeah, that yeah i mean that was the third movie that's also the trilogy or whatever that's another thing to think about like 2023 like if kathleen kennedy leaves after 2021 which she may not maybe she'll still she resigns and we're all like oh wow we were wrong she's staying on if there's a new regime that they're in charge for two years at that point. So the how they promote Star Wars could look way different than mm-hmm. how they've been doing it. Like we may get the Marvel calendar yeah. like, you're getting that character, bangs, eight years from now. You know, you're getting this character, boom, five years from now. Instead of untitled, 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 see ya. Yeah. Sorry. Or or maybe they get rid of celebration. Maybe they start. They just get out rid of celebration. Yeah. I mean, they well, could I mean, and they... just combine it with D twenty three and say, "Hey guys, it's not its own thing anymore." Yeah, they they could combine it with D twenty three, but it is money though. It's just money for other other things, right? Yeah, well, but Disney yeah, wants true. that money. It's like I think they probably make like how to piss off your diehard fans bucks or something like that. Destroy their convention. <laughs> Well, I, well, here's a question, and I mean, I, you, some might speculate that it's called something else, but like, there really isn't a Marvel celebration, you know? Yeah, that's because those and, are and those that, are th- that, those are fringe popcorn fans, man. Not because no, not because it hasn't been presented to them before. It's because they haven't moved on it yet. Yeah, because yeah. people, so people aren't going to be celebrating Endgame in fifty years. That's why. <laughs> Because, I mean, I one could argue that it's like, well, that's Comic-Con. It's like tons of stuff that promotes Marvel and, and the world of Marvel or whatever. But it's like, it's not really the same. And it's not a specific convention that's built around getting, like, the people who worked on the Marvel Cinematic Universe up on panels and bringing in the actors and, and talking about the future of the movies and stuff. That's always been presented at all these other yeah. conventions. Um, I know and- for a fact that... There have been cons presented to companies for a Doctor Who con, a uh, Lord of the Rings con, a Marvel con, a Pixar con. Those have all been presented as ideas, Mm -hmm. as their own things, based off of the success of events like D23 and specifically Star Wars Celebration. Mm. Wow. That is crazy. And before before you Um, type the comments, I'm just trolling Marvel fans. I'm just having fun. (laughs) Everyone knows (laughs) John. Um, 
<laughs> well, that that is that's sad that we're uh, we might be moving another. We're making our year own celebration, on. guys. <laughs> All right, James, let's get into sadder stories. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's sad that that might happen, but uh, what is even worse than that is when somebody passes. And uh, we wanted to report on the show that Kevin Burns, um, the uh, producer of the probably most popular documentary, The Empire of Dreams, uh, passed away. Uh, last week at 65, uh, who was pretty young, but, um, yeah, yeah uh, we just wanted to, you know, point out that that is, that's a very good documentary to, to watch if you're a star Wars fan. I know John talks about it all the time. And you, John, you said potentially the best documentary. I, it might be my favorite documentary ever. Like it's two and a half hours and it's that documentary that like when fans go to like we were talking about celebration and stuff and you're sharing like anecdotes about the history of like the saga like 90 percent of them come from this documentary you know and this is like the visual version of jw rinsler's books even though he does have a visual version now in a sense of his books but it's such a look at the making of the entire original trilogy uh, in a very earnest and sweet way where you see like George Lucas when he was very young, like almost having a heart attack, trying to get his movie made and all the way through the end of Return of the Jedi and seeing the actors and the- them reflecting on it. Interviews with George Lucas from like the early 2000s when they were producing this, when he was still, you know, making his prequels and still happy and still had a smile on his face. Um, and this guy also, he wrote, he produced and directed that uh, it's available on Disney Plus, too, if people don't know where to find it. It, it originally came out in the tw- 2004, when Star Wars first came out on DVD in 2004, it was the fourth bonus disc. Uh, now it's on Disney Plus. But he also did the Star Wars The Legacy Revealed, which is that documentary that showed um, the ties between Star Wars mythology and like ancient Earth mythology mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, like wow. religions and stuff. So he he produced and wrote that. But I just, you know, one thing on that um, is, you know, these types of things... I'm very passionate about because, you know, George Lucas isn't going to be around forever. J.W. Rinsler is not going to be around forever. Like these things that these people are creating that were the archivists or the the people who know the history of the making of the franchise. Um, like we have Dave Filoni now teaching people how things were because George Lucas taught him. Having these actual documentaries and documented facts of history is very important as more generations come into Star Wars because, you know, Star Wars didn't start with Rey and Kylo Ren. Like people need to understand how George Lucas created this thing. I think it's very important to get back to the basics of uh, Star Wars and educate people on the history of the franchise. Yeah, sure. So rest in peace. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, we also wanted to talk a little bit about to, to move on from that. The Mandalorian art and imagery book volume one, uh, was released. Um, now this is unfortunately is only cap covering the first four chapters of the Mandalorian, but, um, the way it's divided up, you know, with like the, the Mandalorian and then they go into the child and then they go into all the yeah. other Mandalorians and, and, uh, the villains and heroes and other things, you know, it just, I, I really like the layout of the book and I figured Lacey might actually want to talk on this. Yeah, did you guys get kid, this yet? It's like another one of those like art and imagery things. This is I different. I usually don't do the art stuff. This, this isn't is the art book. Yeah. Then the art of the Mandalorian right. book, which right. I've on, mm-hmm. had on pre-order, I think since like January, it's yeah. like in my Amazon order which by the guys it's so embarrassing <laughs> you go into my amazon orders and it's like all normal stuff and then it's like all the dates of upcoming things and it's all star wars things i got my akbar today i only have one thing and I then it was no like the amazon animatronic orders. yoda it's the art book like it's all these like pre-orders but 
Um, this is super cool. I'm really excited for the art of the Mandalorian, um, only because it matches all the other art books that I have. And I really am someone that likes to collect sets. Um, so this definitely looks cool for people that are fans of the Mandalorian and fans of the, you know, the pre-production creative process of art and where thing, how characters get created. This is more like gallery, right? Like this is just visual. There's no Mm. like, yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, I guess I'll have to check it out. It's just, I got a budget guys. Like everybody else and I already have one. Yeah. The one thing is they're saying this is a lot cheaper than the art of books, which I guess those get pretty expensive, but yeah, they do. They're like 40 bucks. Yeah. This has like your, how much is this one? Like 20? I think it's 20. And then the second set will be 20. So it'd be like 40 for the whole season, but you get your Doug Chang drawings and it's all, it's like, think gallery more than the art of books (laughs) where you're reading full descriptions from Phil Showstack. This is like, you could probably take this and put it on your wall. Like, it's just, here's the art. Yeah, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing we wanted to say was that the HasLab Vintage Collection <laughs> Razor Crest was actually funded. Um, and just a, a little bit of thing on that. That means they had, uh, what was it, 8,000 Over 8,000. They're over yeah. 8,000. Well, that 000. was what they needed to get, yeah. So they, uh, and it's funny too, because like I, I feel like every day I open it up and it's like, goal reached, we're getting the, the escape pod now. Well, that yeah. was the 8,000 uh, like, person <laughs> goal. So it, it was yeah. fully funded and then they reached the 8,000, which got them the escape pod. And then if they get to 10,000, they get the baby Yoda and the pram. The baby Yoda thing. Figure. And, yeah. yeah. So it's so crazy um, because you're thinking, yeah, of course, well, a lot of people want to buy this. That makes a lot of sense. But you have to remember that one, one person backing this is $350. <laughs> So, Lacey, do you order this one? Really ridiculous. So um, people keep asking me. I have not uh, ordered it yet, and I feel like a terrible fan. But like I said, you have to budget. And um, James, you maybe order I it? should start up a Kofi no. to raise funds. If they get to twelve thousand, I heard that the, they're they're um, adding the uh, the toilet feature on the Razor Crest. So that's good. it's already in there. <laughs> yeah, the toilet's there. Is it there? No, it yeah, works though. There. Yeah. No, it's a flushable. Toilet if they get yeah. to twelve thousand. Oh, got yeah. it. You guys got to remember who you're talking to. I probably wouldn't even pre-order just the baby. Yoda. No, <laughs> oh, I, I would I totally buy the pre-order. I would pre-order the no, baby by, baby Yoda by itself. But yeah. this ship is yeah. so cool. First of all, I don't know where I would put it because I have a Millennium Falcon that's like the big one that they brought out in like two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just sitting on a table. Like I don't know. I'm trying. I'm thinking I'm gonna put it behind me at some point, but. Hmm. This looks super cool. I know people really love this series, and I really think this was super smart branding and marketing on Hasbro to really put it into the fans' hands of, okay, you want this? Help us back it, and we'll make it for you, because then it takes the onus off of them of producing these toys and having them sit as peg warmers in the store. It's really being like, okay, you like this? We can make it cooler, but we need more people to do it. Um, it's it's GoFundMe or Kickstarter, but on a professional level, which yeah. is cool to me because then it doesn't put any risk on Hasbro to make it. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Well, that's it for the news this week, uh, Lacey. Let's get over to the Patreon Pod Race. Yeah. So, guys, it's time for the Patreon Pod Race.
So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can like, comment, and subscribe here on YouTube. You can follow us on all the different channels that we're on. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, now Apple Music, all different types of things. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. You can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Um, but if you want more than that and you want extra content, Discord servers, mailings, and much more, you can head over to uh, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at two dollars a month uh going up in tiers you gain more access more community based stuff so you can go from hey i just want to get involved to i want to be here i want to talk with you guys all the time <laughs> like really <laughs> engaged um which we love mm. so our top tier are generals which we really appreciate their support this is their segment to be a part of the show. So first, I want to give them a thank you. So thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, uh, and Kendall Gellner. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate your thank support. You. This yes. week, guys, we're super pumped. Once again, we have a rotating slot in here. So we're welcoming in General John Reese, who yeah. is General beard of the beard squadron yes uh and so he gets to take uh be a part of the show and let us know what he thinks we ask him a question he responds this week we asked him um there are a lot of rumors of familiar faces appearing in the mandalorian turning that hmm. idea to the untitled cassian andor series and the untitled kenobi series which familiar faces would you like to see appear in those series so general beard take it away hello again resistance john Reese here for the Cassian series, I would really like to see Krennic come back, um, preferably with interactions with Tarkin. I thought Tarkin looked great in Rogue One. I'd like to see bits and pieces of them working together and fighting together and trying to outmaneuver each other. Um, I also really would like to see Baze and Chirrut. Uh, it'd be really cool if we saw more of Jetta and maybe the Force worked in a mysterious way to help Cassian and he didn't realize it. Uh, and then for Kenobi, uh, I I think Qui-Gon is almost a given, but Qui-Gon's my number one uh, character I'd like to see return, especially to see Liam Neeson again interact with Ewan McGregor. And I feel like if Qui-Gon's there, we're going to get Yoda too, which would be awesome. And as a stretch for uh, Kenobi, I'd really like Owen and Baru to be back and maybe see why they don't like each other. Thanks, Resistance, and I'll talk to you later. Nice job, John. Excellent job. Now I'm going to go to the other John. John, mm. what did you think? Um, John, I have to comment on this. Uh, <laughs> incredible grooming of your beard. It looks very uh, combed out nicely. I don't know if you did that for us. If you did, we appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but is that back-to-back -back beards? Did, was David last week? He was. The Beard so Squadron that? is representing. Look at you guys. All right. Um all right, so you're you're going all in on uh, the cameos. You're going uh, Tarkin, Krennic, Chirrut, Bays, all in the Cassian series. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't think I didn't think that they would bring back Bays and Chirrut, but you know I love Chirrut, so I would love to see that. Um, I think that'd be awesome. Um, and I'm down for the others. Uh, the Kenobi, I agree. Qui Gon is the no brainer there. Um, I'm surprised we haven't seen fake exclusives uh, confirming he's coming back yet <laughs> uh maybe i should do it fake exclusive um 
exclusive. No, but, yeah, that word means nothing now. Um, exclusive. Nah, you make a good point. Could Yoda appear then because that conversation that he had with uh, Obi-Wan about Qui-Gon learning how to speak through the Force? Um, I would love that. Get Frank Oz back as much as you can for as long as you can. Um, and seeing him with uh, Obi-Wan again would make sense. Um, the Owen and Brew thing, I think that's a no-brainer. You, th- you think that's a stretch? I think that's a guarantee. I think we'll see Joel Edgerton back um, and get that tension going as, to, you know, you're not going to mess with my nephew's head like that sort of thing so um great answers you did a great job that you are the man john you're always so you're always like promoting us on twitter you have no need to do that at mm-hmm. all but you do it on your own time and i can't thank you enough you're awesome dude so uh thanks for being a general thanks for being an awesome star wars fan and a friend to us thanks man james um yeah so i i, I started off by doing this balance thing and maybe that's because i'm a big fan of rogue one but i i completely disagree with all of your rogue one takes, but then I completely agree with all of your Kenobi takes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about Krennic and, and Tarkin. Uh, I definitely don't think we'll see Bazin cheer it back. Um, but, uh, but then on the flip side of that, absolutely Qui-Gon uh, that has to happen. Yoda, very strong possibility. And I, I'm with, uh, John on this too, Owen and Brew. that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that's a, that's an easy, uh, bring in we've already seen them kind of have some conflicts with Kenobi and it will add to the uh, the original trilogy the original Star Wars so um, so yeah that's uh, that that yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen um, so yeah that's it awesome thank you John so much great answers we really appreciate it I I don't know if I can add anything because they both said really good things so Kenobi's the really goat sorry Lacey what no it's okay what <laughs> Kenobi's the goat Kenobi's the goat Kenobi is the goat Kenobi's the goat <laughs> He is the best of all bests. What if Qui Gon just shows up and says, "You're the goat." <laughs> I would. And that's it. it. And James would quit Star Wars forever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're gonna head to the guy who's giddy for Gideon, John. Did you ask the resistance? <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Ask the resistance. Here we go. I've been wondering, what are midi chlorians? Uh, anytime you want to send in a question, use Twitter at RBATSWNN, uh, hashtag AskTheResistance, or you can email us, resistancebroadcast at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get your questions on the show and have some fun talking about them. So, uh, yeah. Danny at Semperfy Danny sent this in. What's going on, Danny? Uh, she said, Will we see any characters who appeared in the sequel trilogy at any point in the next few years of The Mandalorian? And if so, who do you think are most likely? Uh, so Lacey, why don't you tackle that one? What do you think? Hey, Danny, how's it going? Uh, this is a tough question for me. I'm always bad with the, who do you think will show up? I'm like, I have no idea. Um, especially sequel trilogy, just cause it's a little trickier, uh, given the time frame from that to the Mandalorian, but I'm going to go with what I would want to see. I really want to see Admiral Ackbar. He gets fried yes. in the sequel, sequel trilogy unfairly unjust kill and i want him back so i'm gonna mm. go with i think we'll see some oh. rebellion people including she's got me pumped Admiral Admiral Ackbar. Ackbar. pretty cool he yes. would be I would cool love to see and the mandalorian he shouldn't have died we need you yeah. din yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need you din <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's my answer thanks for your question appreciate right. it cool um next up joe ritchie at darth mucky what is going on joe 
uh always repping trb out there on twitter thanks man um hope you guys are doing uh, all right now you've been tweeting about some tough times man uh he said hey all i'm a huge captain rex fan if he doesn't show up in season two of mando do you see him showing up in other live action or animated content james um i i definitely see the possibility they could show up in animated content the only thing the only big question mark is what animated content we don't have anything really coming right now um there's there's nothing announced Uh, oh well yeah that's actually a good point i forgot about bad batch that's that's the also the problem with bad batch is i forgot about bad batch (laughs) (laughs) um but one of the uh one thing that i thought is the live action and i go how could we bring him into live action and actually if you wanted to i really think you could slip him into cassian uh, as Ahsoka, right around the time of Rebels, she was doing the whole Fulcrum thing. And as we know, Cassian later became a Fulcrum agent as well. Um, that means that there's a pretty good chance that Ahsoka and Cassian have met or had some sort of connection because she follows in the footsteps of what she she led. And that could be a handoff thing. If that is, in fact, a handoff thing, then you also have to throw in the fact that uh, Rex might be right there with her and it would be an easy way for her to make like a quick appearance um, with him just standing there in the background because he's there with her. So I would I would say potentially maybe Cassian if we are lucky. We'll see. Alright. Very good. Um, Alright. Last one here. Jay MacArthur at Sandwich Guy Jay. What's up Jay? Uh, why do you think Vader prevents Boba Fett from blasting Chewie in the carbon freeze chamber? All right, so I know a lot of people do a little bit of um, retcon thinking on this. Um, I mean, my, my I have two options. One, Vader likes calling the shots. He doesn't like other people doing things next to him without him having given the order. So he's like, who is this guy? Like, you're, you're coming to collect something that I got for you. Like, you're not shooting people, and this is my operation. Put You're putting your gun down. The other being... If he hits and kills Leia and Chewie and them, that loses the incentive of Luke to want to go there uh, to save them because he's going to sense that Han's gone. If he senses that they die, maybe he can't lure him there. So I think Mm -hmm. having them as bait is very important to Vader. And like you're not going to let a little punk like Boba Fett do things off of your plan if you're Darth Vader. So um, I think just he's like, "This this is not how this goes. Welcome to the Empire. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my answer. Let me know what you think, Jay. And everyone, let us know uh, what you thought of our answers, uh, even if you weren't the one who sent the answer. But uh, we appreciate those. Keep them coming, and we'll keep uh, discussing them on the show. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the show. So we want to thank everyone for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. Make sure you do subscribe to us. Uh, again, like Lacey said before, YouTube. Uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, anywhere you get your podcast, we're there. So whatever you prefer, subscribe because we have two episodes every month, every week, Monday and Thursday. And the Mando Fan Show is coming on video and audio every Friday night. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to fall behind. This is the month of Mando, of course. So we got a lot of content coming. Month Make of sure you Mando. Subscribe. I yeah. like that. Well, alliteration, you know? Look at you. <laughs> uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, your reviews, editorials, information, and more. We're going to be doing some reviews of each of the uh, written reviews of the Mandalorian episodes when those kick off, too. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast to pick up uh, some of our merch. We got the Makes a Little Two Happen pins 
They are available. Go grab yours so you can keep uh, spreading the word of the movement yes. so we can stop talking about Alden rumors and maybe eventually talk about Alden facts if they bring him back. So let's keep that going. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, just where you can find us, uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter and uh, Star Wars News Net. James? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Myra Trunks, and we hope you had a good uh, squadrons-filled weekend. Yes. Yeah, we're going to yeah, talk about more of that if we actually mm-hmm. play it. Um, Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right, that is it. Thursday, we're bringing back the games. Uh, we're going to be playing Who Are You, our movie and now live action show quote guessing game. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> me and James facing off. Lacey bringing the quotes. They're all Padme um, quotes. <laughs> They're all, of course, Ooh. all Padme quotes. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to have more fun and more topics of discussion too. Uh, so enjoy your weeks and we'll see you Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs>